Is the world getting better or worse? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, moody optimist. And with me, as always, is my ridiculously realistic co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker. And you actually you actually stole my, my fourth adjective, which was going to be um, moody realist. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I find myself vacillating between um, optimism and pessimism. And as you should in my old age, I've just settled on realism. And so I'm not going to be too happy or which too is sad about so, it. which is such the most like arrogant one to say. say <laughs> I don't have a higher level. I'm just real. Yeah. Okay. I'm just I, accurate. I have a quarter on, believe me, um, uh, my uh, significant other would definitely uh, has definitely said, Oh, you think you have the corner on reality? <laughs> you talk about reality a lot. No, 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 no. It's not a corner. It's the whole place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have the whole house. Of reality. I have the whole house of reality. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, that's great uh, transition because today we are discussing whether or not the world is getting worse or better. Mm. If you ask most people, and they've done polls on this, whether or not they say the world is getting better or worse, most people say the world is getting worse. And of course, no wonder. Every day we look at the news and it seems like there's a new disaster that's worse than the one before from mass shootings, riots, growing income inequality, environmental disaster, growing political polarization, radicalization, oppression of minorities. But, it, however, many are arguing that despite how it feels, the world is actually getting better. A recent New York Times article titled How Humanity Gave Itself an Extra Life pointed out that over the past half century, lifespan of the average human has doubled. A quick search into Google will show you many such articles, such as 23 charts and maps about how the world is getting much, much better by Vox, Seven Reasons Why the World is Improving by BBC, and This Year has been the best year, best year ever by New York Times. That title was not written in 2020, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that was 2019, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, I see. Anyway. Andy Clarkson, you consider yourself to be a realist. Mm -hmm. So what do you say? When you're saying like, is the world getting better or worse? Where do you fall on this? Well, this is a very pertinent question because I think every day across our Facebook feeds and Twitter feeds and news and uh, just conversations we have, it seems like to me, um, very often there's a vested interest in um, people, groups, organizations, in having us believe that the world is getting worse and worse and worse and worse, usually to the effect that we'll do something about it, we'll join their cause, we'll give right. them money, things like that. And we've talked about that before in a, in a previous episode about yeah. caring too much. Yeah. Um, but then I also, uh, the, the flip side of that is while much of culture is, is um, obsessed with this idea that the world is just going down the tubes, um, there's a much of the uh, there's another side to that where a lot of people are overly optimistic right um, about uh, not only now but even how things have been there's a, there's almost nostalgia <laughs> sure for that the which world, we talked about in our nostalgia episode yes exactly <laughs> that the world is great that we're fine nothing that big deal is happening stop worrying all the time yeah yeah and I think um, there's an, there's extremes that ought not to be lived in on both sides right. Of this. Um, and we're going to dive more deeply into this. Um, but I think in everything, we talk about this pretty often, that the extremes uh, can be really dangerous places to live. And so I think 
ultimately, and we're going to look at more data, um, that yes, the world is getting better and it's getting worse. Sure. But if we believe that the world is only getting worse or only getting better, uh, we're going to be mistaken uh, from the reality that is actually sure. happening. Yeah. No, I think that's an excellent point. I think it's really interesting when you look at trends, global trends in the world. There's a new book out. I haven't read it. It was like, you know, 10 global trends every smart person should know about. And one of the things it talks about that they, that um, people talk about is basically, and this is something pretty much everybody who studies this agrees on, materially, when it, you take things that like, okay, stuff that could hurt you from the outside, things are basically getting better. You know, like there's less poverty than there has ever been in the history of the world. Less child mortality. Like this, um, you know, the average income is growing, going up. Political freedom is expanding. There's fewer murders, fewer, uh, you know, violent crime is going down. Sexual crime is going down. Um, you know, theft is going down. Um, you have, you know, um, even like global conflicts, like wars, the number of those are going down. Well, I actually recently heard a uh, statistic that the mortality rate in Africa for children, the children mortality rate, um, which has obviously been a huge issue for a long time, right. with the AIDS epidemic um, in Africa and just um, uh, malnourishment and, and sickness and disease, um, that it is now in the same place that the child mortality rate was in Europe in the 1950s. Oh, well, that I, that's, that makes a lot of sense. That's, and that's, so it's gotten a lot better. It's got a lot better. And it, that's incredible. That's amazing news. Not even a lot, like a lot. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, child li uh, um, uh, literacy is also up. The number yes. of people in the world who are literate are up. And so again, like all the, all the th and, and um, political freedom is expanding, access to the internet and education is expanding. So there's less war. There's less war. There's yeah. less casualties of war. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things where, where, like there's, so basically everything that could be a threat to you to kill you from the outside is getting better. Now, now, well, at least most things. Now, what's there are certain things that are getting worse. Um, depression, suicide are getting worse. Mm. That's something. The um, now, even though poverty is going down, are they are they staying <clears throat> the same as they always have been, or they're literally getting worse? In some places, they're getting worse, and then some places they're getting a little bit better. So it's this is like in in like Western countries, they're getting worse exponentially. Kind of. It's 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 like it's been steadily like it's worse now than it was. Have to parse out <clears throat> depression and suicide too. Yes. So they're they're both they're both going up. And they're both going up at sort of different rates okay. and sort of differently. And again, it's it's tough because the, the data on this is, is very segregated between countries because people don't sure. um, people don't uh, you know keep the same records or record them mm, the same okay. way. But you have you know like Japan, uh, depression, anxiety, suicide going up. Western countries they're going up now. Suicide rates are worse now than they were in the 1950s, where they were pretty we were pretty high, and then they went down. And then recorded, and then go, went back way back up again. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot of <clears throat> now. Also, another thing is um, people are not, you know, uh, people are not replacing uh, birth rates at yeah. the same rate. So you know, now our grandparents are not going to have children to take care of them. You know, by like 2030, we're not going to replace our own populations in many wow. Western countries. And so there's there's certainly so like so. What's interesting is that most of the things that could kill us are going away and getting better. That's good. But we're 
doing more self-destructive things than we did before. That's bad. And so like, you know, alcoholism, you know, opium, you know, uh, opioid crisis, things like that. Like the things we're going to, destroying ourselves is becoming more common. I'd be interested to see that. See, I haven't looked at that stat exactly or how it is going over time, but addictions are going up in some places and not in others, as far as I know. There's also something I feel like we should bring up here, which is Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And and uh, have you heard of this before? I have heard of this before. I haven't looked at it a long time. This is a psychologist essentially found the the basic human needs of humans and uh, put them in an order of most most important or at least most fundamentally important. Yes. You know, so at the bottom you have physical needs, like the most fundamental Ah, needs, food, water, warmth, um, rest. Yeah. So you need sleep, you need sustenance, you need shelter. That, that's a very basic thing to do. And so if you don't um, have that, you can't even begin to think about the other needs right. you might need. And so all of these phys- uh, physiological needs are actually, these things are being taken care of yes. in huge and measurable ways right. across, by the way, every yeah. uh, country, every in, country in, yeah. in the world. So physiological needs are being met with more urgency and ability than ever before. And then after that, you have safety needs, security yeah. and safety. So are you safe where you live? Can yeah. you trust that you are not going to be hurt or be you know, um, accosted or those? Uh, and that comes after survival uh, is safety needs. Yeah. And so, in, and like you said, those are being improved across right. almost every culture. The, the violence is down, rapes are down, assault is down. Um, it just crime in general is down. So that's the second one. And then the third one, which is interesting, this gets into the more abstract. This yes. isn't food and water and safety. This gets into belongingness and love mm. and needs. So this means, do you have friends? Do you yeah. have intimate relationships? Are you involved in community? And so here you see the split between very physical needs yeah. of the human to, and it's interesting that both are categorized as needs. Yes, um, which they are. But then you get into the more abstract um, communal uh, intimacy, friendship right. needs. And this is a real need. But again, you cannot worry. People cannot worry about the belongingness, friendship, communal needs until they are, uh, they have the physiological needs yeah. met, which means they have, and, and like we've gone over, the physiological and safety needs have been and are being met more readily than ever before. So now we're at this place of, of belonging love, communal, friendship kind of things. And the, the, above that, it's esteem needs. It's feeling of accomplishment. Hmm. Um, it's feeling of identity, who you are. Have you done something? Are you important in your community? And the very the very highest um, one on the hierarchy of needs is self-actualization, achieving one's full potential, um, including creative abilities. And um, th- this seems to kind of tie in with the last one. Yeah. Um, but, I, it, but it's kind of a completion of the human that you are self-actualized and so it's interesting to me to look at maslow's hierarchy of needs and you can you know it could be a theory that you might not agree with but I, it does make a lot of sense to me and looking yeah. at the data you presented is that we have we are taking care and we have taken care of in huge ways of these fundamentally safety yeah. uh food sustenance shelter um obviously there's still work to be done but in the huge ways more than ever before in human history <clears throat> we're taking care of these what it seems like with the rise of depression and suicide is all of a sudden, um, okay, we, we have things to eat and places to live and we're safe, but do I, I don't have identity, friendships, yeah. intimate relationships, uh, or purpose. And because we've taken care of a lot of these needs, we actually have the time and attention to focus on the other things that we're lacking. 
Yes. <clears throat> which is, which is, but then offer, but I feel like we're not equipped to offer any sort of answer to that. We can, if someone's hungry, we can give them food. Right. But if someone's hungry spiritually or communally, we are having a really hard time. Well, see, that's one of the things that people talk about, you know, when, when like religious people, particularly when they're asking like, oh, you know, the world's getting worse when they say we're getting worse. Cause this is like a lot of religious people. It is kind of interesting. We, we, it's it's kind of funny. We're both religious, and we're, we're when we talk Whoa. about religious people, I know, yeah, it's controversial. A, it's a relationship. <laughs> uh, definitions of religion, but um, but that they are often saying like how much worse the world is. Like you know, I mean, again, mm-hmm. the, one of the most popular books in America for a long time was the Left Behind series. Yes, which was all about how the world is going to hell, and then you know God's going to have to take the Christians away. And well, then- it was interesting. We posed this question yeah. on our um, little plug here uh, Facebook group, the Overthinkers, to our um, hundreds and hundreds of Overthinkers who are in there, and many, especially the religious yeah. uh, members of our group. Um, we're quick to say the world is getting worse. Yeah. And a lot of the feeling about it getting worse is partly that it's the Western world becoming less religious, which is true. It's becoming more secular and less less religious. And I think that that gets there, you know, that gets to sort of what you're talking about is we are getting places getting materially better, but we do have, because, you know, the world's also emptied itself of God or of any other sort of way of finding meaning, um, that has taken away one of the greatest resources we have for actually having fulfilling, satisfied, happy lives, even though we are fed and safe. Well, it turns out, so we talk a lot about postmodern. We this. do talk a lot about it. <laughs> but it turns out that we got rid of God and all these old stalwarts of uh, meaning and purpose and, and community and all this. And we said, okay, you are free to create your own meaning. Turns out humans are not that great. We suck at it. And <laughs> creating our own meaning. Yeah. And so what we have is an entire generation and society of people who are told, you can now go and do whatever you want um, and create your own meaning. And we go, perfect. And here we have rising suicide and depression because we don't know who we are or what we're supposed to do. And you know, to that, we, 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 have, we start recycling the old myths for our new purposes. Yes. For, like, be, for example, you know, like, I mean, just we watched the movie Onward. And that's yes. all about how, you know, these people who are saying, oh, no, the old, like, myths and legends, they're true. And yes. then finding a way to repurpose them so it actually gives us meaning. Well, there's a study a while ago um, it, that that looked into it and it was totally wrong so someone can correct me but it looks into why youth and and millennials and this is a while ago when we were still in our 20s um we look we're leaving the non-denominational evangelical yeah. church and going to either a- atheism just yeah. or, or or nothing yeah agnosticism or going to the one thing that w- they were going to towards yeah. was liturgical yeah. services, Catholic, Anglican, the places that had roots in history. Right. So we were given this freedom to do whatever we want. And we said, okay, we're going to go and find history. Yeah, exactly. Connection. Well, it's quite interesting. The, the most popular movies in the 1970s, 80s that made a huge impact, you have Star Wars, Indiana Jones, um, what was the other one I'm thinking? Um, the Exorcist. Um, those are all movies about people in an empty modern world who actually are able to s- save their lives and save the world by um, embracing an old religion. You yes. know, the Exorcist is about, you know, going and finding out the old Christianity and it's yes. battling against demons is true. Star Wars is about, oh, the old Jedi are real. Wow. And then you go have, and even, and Indiana Jones is about how he discovers that the Ark of the Covenant, God is real. Yes. And they use it to just defeat the Nazis. And so we do have 
So we have created material, you know, improvements and made, gave him, and this is, you know, was it Saint, Saint Augustine had this whole uh, thing where he talked about the city of God and the city of man. Mm. We talked about how in the city of man, the purpose of the city of man is to make sure you're not starving and you're safe from enemies so that you can focus on the city of God. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Exactly. Exactly. That's the, that's, that's the entire point of it. So, you know, now there's other, I think it's very fascinating that sort of our art is sort of reflective of this, how, you know, you have even like the Joker, the Joker film, like mm. that movie, of course, was set in the 1980s, but like one of the lines in there is, you know, is it just me or is the world getting crazier out there? And what's funny mm. is it's like, well, actually, in a sense, the world is not getting crazier out there. It is just you, but there is a you that is, that is feeling like the world's getting crazier because we don't have certain things that gave life meaning before. Those like God. anchoring emotional, spiritual things. Right. And there was a, an article in Atlantic called, what was it, the, the Happiness Recession, mm. which was tracking the fact that like people are getting less and less happy. Even with more and more physical needs being met. Exactly, yes. And one of the things, it, it, its thesis, which I think is probably partly right, but probably not entirely right, was is that, the, is that people are, one of the things, people are having less sex than they've ever had. In. Wow, and the reason they said that they're having less sex is because people are having getting married less. Because which and people know married people have more sex. You may not realize that, but that is actually a thing that's true. Goodbye, childhood. Um, but uh, then the people are getting married less because they're going to church less, and people used to find be able to find people in community. Church. Community. It was like oh, it's a, it's a safe place to be like oh, I know that person. I can kind of get to know who they are. Now people can like are doing that. Like the only place people really can do that is at work where they kind of get to know somebody from a distance for a while, but it's also really awkward at work is because they're yeah. like, oh, I, if it does, I have to work with this person. So like there's, but to me, I think it's an indicative of how social spheres, social spheres of connectedness are breaking down. So that's a thing that's getting worse in Western society is those social spheres where we can be connected to other people and find meaning that's are breaking down. Well, and it's funny because I'm thinking about is the world getting better as the world getting worse? <clears throat> right. And, you know, you think with all this technology and all this medicine, we are getting better. But I'm looking at what the technology has actually given. Okay, sure. Yeah. And, you know, because I talked about these things. I talked about. Are we going to rant about social media again? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay, cool. We have some. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the board. I'm on the board. It, so it's interesting because, you know, we have this world that says go and do your own thing. We don't have to be tied to these old ways right. anymore. And there were some old ways that absolutely needed to go. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but so now we go, okay, you don't need to, you know, whatever it is go and hook up with as many people as you want. Here's some dating apps. People go, yes, I can create my own meeting. Yeah. I go, I can, it's right at the tip of my fingers. And all they're doing is finding study after study of how damaging it is. I mean, yeah. I'm not talking religious studies. I'm talking no, 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 literally no. psychology today has sort of multiple articles on the damaging nature of hookup culture. Oh, absolutely. And so yeah. we have this, we have these phones. And so we go, okay, now you can just do whatever you want with anyone. And we're going, this hurts and yeah. it isn't good. Yeah. And so we got rid of this thing that actually protected you. And, um, and we ended up going, okay, we can do whatever we want with this modern technology again, that provides comfort and ease and it hurt us. And then we have the, um, you don't have to be friends with your family or your community anymore. Yeah. You have a phone and a computer that connects you to anyone and everyone in the world. Go make your own communities. What we find is people are feeling incredibly isolated looking yeah. at a piece of glass all day. Yeah. And it doesn't feel connected at all. And then you have even more, like it just keeps on going down. You look at all these modern things that we yeah. have. They're supposedly supposed to make us, uh, make our lives better and make us happier. And all they do is just bring us more and more pain. Yeah, can, can continue. No, no, um, oh, man, you, were, you said something, I made me think of something and I forgot what it was. Um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Oh, yes. So 
and I brought this up before again. We we've done this podcast often enough. You're going to start to see some themes. Will this be on the test? No. But um, Gilles Lipovetsky's Hypermodern Times, he has this whole track where he says, okay, the modern world gave us more choices. The postmodern world, once we uh, said, once we, we, once we lost even more faith in the old ways, postmodern world was like, okay, now we're going to choose and do whatever we want. It's like, it's basically postmodern world is, yay, we're free. And then about 50 years later, we went to the hypermodernism, which was, oh crap, we're free. Yeah. In the words of uh, Bojack Horseman, you know, I'm responsible for my own happiness. I can't even be responsible for my own breakfast. Yeah, and we've actually talked about that. We were just talking about this a little while ago um, about how there's a movement, in, in a movement now, it's been in- A movement for a few hundred years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in all of human history. Right, yeah. But it's especially strong now to believe that all the bad yeah. in the world lies mm. with the people you disagree and all the good lies in your tribes. Right. Um, so it provides no opportunity for self-reflection, for self-evaluation, for even saying, what do I have to work on? Where are my broken places? Yeah. And everything in the gospel says, yes, I know that those people are bad or whatever, but we're focusing on you. How is yeah. your heart? Where are you? What log do you have in your eye? We can pull yeah. their specks out of their eye later. Yeah. What's going on in you? Um, so it's all outward focused as opposed to the gospel is all inward focused. We're going to fix your heart or don't yeah. worry about your brother. Don't worry about your sister. Yeah. What's going on in you. But now we have this very much the bad is over there and in, in their case, right. and the, all the good is here. Yeah. I think it's one of the things that I go back and forth also too about like, is the world getting better or worse? Cause you know, you pointed out, you know, yes, we had a great moral victory when it comes to, you know, basically the entire world, at least, you know, the entire sort of Western world, um, has and 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 the Western influenced world has outlawed slavery, and yet um, slavery has actually risen yeah. in, in many ways. And so, like, there's there's different way that the actual numbers of slaves, people being taken as slaves, um, and so there's a lot of ways you can say, oh, you know, here's the way it's getting better, here's the way it's getting worse. Here's why I, you know, I call myself a moody optimist, you know, instead of a moody realist. And my, my disposition is that, you know, things are getting better. And here's why. Most of the problems that we're actually facing today are things you can do something about. The power is yours. You as an individual. It used to be. There Didn't we just have an episode that we said most of the problems we can't solve? Which which was episode was that? Can we care too much? Oh, oh no no. But but here's well here's the thing. You mean us as, as people? As, was is it most of the problem? No, I don't mean collectively solving problems. As oh, a society. I see. I'm saying the problem is depression. It's like well, it's like you know you can go to therapy. You can if if you're having problems with depression, you can go to therapy. If you're unhappy because you're not connected to people, you can actually choose to be connected to people. It used to be the problems that were happening in the world where somebody will, over there was going to kill you and you couldn't do, necessarily do anything there about wasn't anything you. There was no power you had, had effect over the problem. Exactly. You, you actually have more power now over the effect of the problems. We have more agency as individuals. And so as long as you know that the world is actually getting better and you don't self-destruct, you actually have a lot more power than in most times in human history to make your life better if you choose to. But it's funny. I might disagree with that a little bit. Oh, please. This is I think... Yeah people actually feel very inept and unable to affect the change they want in their life. Okay. And I don't even know if that's necessarily, um, I don't say practical, like, you know, there's, you know, let's say there's, if someone feels unhealthy about their weight or whatever it might be, sure. there's a million diet pills, a sure. million, and we've never had this before, a million diet plans, a million trainers, uh, workout programs, but, um, but people still feel 
unable to affect their health in any sort of way. Sure. Uh, we have the loneliness, right? Yeah. We have um, more loneliness, uh, again, that's part of the depression and separation and isolation than I've almost ever seen before. And we have all these tools at our disposal. Right. Literally, there's apps for finding friends. You can yes. tailor what kind of people. There are apps for finding actual people to just hug you. Yes. There literally are, and people are still feeling more lonely yeah. than they ever have. So it's almost like these tools, even having the ability or quote unquote the ability, but I think they're kind of false advertising. Sure. I don't think they give you the ultimate change and uh, desire that modernity has promised. And no, I think that's the problem. I think the reason people are getting more sad, more depressed, and there's more depression that is, a good point, yeah. is because we are promising, modernity promises <clears throat> us, you're lonely, here's a, an app yeah. for finding friends. Uh, oh, oh, you're unhealthy, here's an app for blah, 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 yeah. uh, for becoming healthier, diet plan, or whatever it is. And we're finding that a lot of those are very empty. Yeah. Um, and no, there's, there's a disillusion there's a that comes, a disillusion that's it. Because it promised, they promised us utopia and it didn't deliver. And that's the thing. I and mean, this is a thing I will find with a lot of young people is that a lot of young people, it's like, look, they promised us they would, they would, we would end racism. They promised us we would end, you know, suffering. They promised us. And this is something there's a conversation with between Arthur Brooks and Jonathan Haidt where he talks about how, what happens with technology. When technology first is introduced, when the telephone was first introduced, it, everyone said, this is going to cause world peace because we're going to be able to communicate with each mm -hmm. other now. So it's going to cause world peace. There'll be no more conflict anymore. And then they saw that that didn't happen. And they saw conflicts happening over there. And they saw, they said, oh my gosh, the telephone is going to destroy the world. And, you know, people are going to not leave their homes. They're going to stay isolated and they're going to cause conflicts with their neighbors. And then it just middled out into something else. And I think that that disillusionment of that, but again, that again, my generation, generation after millennials and Gen Z or Zoomers feel that you promised us everything would be okay. And it's not. Well, I think there's this intrinsic and because I'm religious, because I'm, yeah, I believe in God. Um, we have this belief, this intrinsic belief that, um, you, know, you know, God comes and we are all headed for yeah. um, redemption. The kingdom for, of heaven. Yeah, yes. for ultimately becoming our best selves, who we're created to be, for God yeah. taking away the bad and putting the good in. So we all have this idea that things are on this, um, that history, that the history of civilization and humanity is on this, or should be at least, on this uphill thing toward finally reach the peak. And yeah. we finally figured it out. Yeah. And ultimately we believe that's in the new world, new yeah. heaven, new heaven, new, heaven, new, new earth, earth, new Jerusalem. Um, yes. But even people who don't believe, I still feel like have this idea that humanity should be progressing. That's when we have yeah. this word progressive. We're leaving behind the bad and we're, we're taking yeah. on the good. But I think if you look at human history, and this is why I'll take um, issue with both the people who say it's getting better and worse. If you look at human history, humans have been acting the same way. Sure since the very first day, the very first recorded history, yeah. human history, they've been acting the same way. There has always been wars, there's always been selfishness, there's mm -hmm. always been desire, um, a, a need for survival, and uh, but an, an also a desire and need for community and all these different things that we've talked yeah. about. And so humanity really is getting better and worse. Well, it's still humanity. We yeah. have cell phones now yeah. and we have cars. So I guess you could say we're getting more comfortable. We might have longer life spans. But at the end of the day, we're still the same human we were six, 10, a million years ago yeah. because we still have the same intrinsic desires, fears, insecurities. So is it getting better or worse? Yes and no. I think that's an excellent point. I think that I, you know, human beings, I think, you know, we, you know, human beings have, are not genetically better than they were 
you know, 600 years ago, even behavior or even behaviorally, yes and no. But the thing is, we do have better institutions in some ways than we used to. We have better, there are certain things, we have better science. We have sure. better, you know, we have better economic systems in some ways. Sure. And, and I think one of the things that I, that disturbs me about um, people, one of the things that happens when you, when you think that the world is worse than it is, you are encouraged to then tear down the things about the world that are working mm. in order to make things better. I mean, it's baby with bathwater. Baby with bathwater thing. I mean, like there's, there's done studies that like when, when there's, when there's higher immigration rates, you know, it, that doesn't cause the actual immigrants to create more violence, but it does cause people to, um, who are native born to commit more violence really? because they think that the people coming in are bringing in more violence. And so that whole thing, thing of thinking that things are worse than they are actually causes you to make things worse than they well, are. Well, and we have a, a word for this, especially as you in the news, it's called fear-mongering. Right. Now, what I want to talk about a little bit is why. Why ah, yes. the need to believe that things are getting worse? Why, why does the news assure us every time we get on, things are getting worse? Um, and I don't think it'd be boiled down to just, we need more viewers or, yeah. or we need more ratings. Of course, that's a part of it, but I want to know why do even my friends, people who don't, hmm. um, who won't make any money off of believing right. the world is getting worse, why, and why do all of our, many of our religious overthinkers yes. uh, insist that the world is getting worse? Why this need for humanity I've seen this so many different ways. Why do we need to believe, and why do we believe that the world's getting worse? So there's a couple of things. Um, Rob Asgar with Forbes uh, said, did this whole thing of like, why, you know, world's getting better. Why does your brain trick you into think it's getting worse? One of the things is if, first of all, it's just a psychological thing that, you know, they do, they've done studies that like, okay, look at the blue dots. Okay, and then they remove, they say, okay, how many blue dots are there? And they removed the number of blue dots. And people still said that there were the same number of blue dots, even though they were, he said, uh, they reduced the number of blue dots. And they said, we'll pay you to not see more blue dots. They, they, wow. they saw, so it's because people, once, once there's less blue, you know, you, your, your, your brain changes its standard for blue. So it keeps seeing the same. So to a certain degree, we're wired to see the same number of problems. Okay. And so it's because, you know, Hassan Minaj sort of made this point where it's like, you know, stop saying the things are getting better as an excuse to not fix the problems now. Our brains are wired to fix the problems that are there. And once the problems go away, we're supposed, our brain is wired to say, okay, now we can focus and see more of the new problems. We can fix those and make those better. So there's, first of all, that's just simply psychological. Well, and I will add to that. Yeah. And th this is something you'll learn in marriage. You can say <laughs> a thousand nice things. You're beautiful. Oh, yeah. You're wonderful. Yeah. I love you. You're the best person I've ever met. You're the smartest person yeah. I've ever met. And one fight and you say something stupid, that thing is the thing that you remember. Will be remembered more than the thousand compliments you gave. And that humans are wired that way. Yes, you know, brain is the thing that's wrong. Brain, because well, the thing is that we're, our brains are wired to hear negative more than positive because it is more important for our survival that we hear the tiger that's going to eat us than it is to the see child the child who loves. Yeah. Exactly, because because that's survival. It's just we need to survive, and so that's psychologically how we're wired. Um, but now, but there's also something else, which is that I think that people want to be part of a heroic narrative. I was gonna. I was gonna bring this up. <laughs> and we need to believe that we're fighting against something. And I think if the world is a better play, a pretty good place, then it doesn't feel like our fights and our battles matter as much. I mean, again, you have mm. you know you have 
you know, the matrix, which is like now getting us like it's fourth movie, you know, in December. Yeah. it's like, you've got, you know, it got V for Vendetta, you've got fight club, you know, and you've got all got Marvel movies. So movies. Why do we love Marvel movies so much where there's always a huge bad guy. To it's, it's always, and the thing is, if it was a little bad guy that wasn't that big of a deal, would we go to Marvel movies? We go to Marvel movies faster. Every movie that people want to see that's a blockbuster is about this great evil and this great good. And you want to feel like you're the, the hero fighting the great. And the thing is, this is also the thing, the movies, the threats are getting bigger and bigger and worse. Because it was like, I mean, again, Thanos in the Marvel movies, it's like, it was the biggest, baddest, most evil thing ever. Yes. Because you have to keep escalating it or it doesn't feel as like it's a big deal anymore. Yes. And it's like, if we feel like our problems are not as, as good as our ancestors, it doesn't make us feel as good about our accomplishments. Mm. And, you know, and that's another thing is some people are talking about, we law, there's long the data has said that violent movies and media and video games don't make people more violent. But one thing that they're discussing now is the, the chance that it might be making us more fearful because our movies are actually, you know, making uh, things worse and worse. Now there's another thing that's here that's a little bit, um, that's a bit of a possibility, another possibility. And then I'll stop here because I, but um, is that, a lot of people do have an incentive, even like the people who are not trying to fear monger, like our friends, in, they do have an incentive to say that if things that they like are shrinking, they want to believe that the world's not getting better because of that. Because again, if our Western world is becoming less religious, what religious person is going to want to say the world's getting better? Yeah. It's like, it, because it gives them less reason to say we should bring religion back. Maybe... You know, like that, that's the thing. It's like, well, wait a minute. The world's becoming less religious and the, you know, and uh, it's world's getting better. I, I don't want to admit that. Yeah. You know, so there's a problem. And I don't think, again, on the other, you know, other people are like, wait, the world is getting better and we haven't destroyed capitalism. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> you it's like seeing your ex and it's like, they're not really happy. Yeah, they exactly. Yes, without me. yes, that is exactly it. And so I think that there's a certain degree of people's like, my world is becoming worse. And so I want to believe the rest of the world is becoming worse because then, like we talked about in our caring episode, then I have the right to tell other people that they should change the world to make it to better suit me. Well, and I'll also say, this and I've brought this up a million times, but I think we live in a particular age. <laughs> we live with news. We live with constant yes. news cycle. We live with a literally twenty-four hour nonstop um, yes. news feed on our phones that tell us of everything yes. that's going wrong. And you might see a couple things that are going right. Hey, I I want a contest or this. Yeah. That. Again, back to the confidence thing. What are you going to remember? You're going to remember. Yes. Um, uh, uh, that child sex trafficking is happening. Yes. You remember that wars are happening. You remember the racist shooting that just happened. Yes. You remember the school shooting that just happened. And so right now we're in a place in which our day-to-day -day lives are so inundated with everything yeah. wrong. And this goes hand in hand with our last episode yeah. um, about caring too much, but we live in a place that our daily lives are so inundated with the news of terrible things happening that it's really hard to believe even as we're on our phone with modern medicine in our cars in our nice comfortable warm homes with more people being fed and less wars we are so inundated with terrible things happening that we can't not believe that things are getting worse but that being yes. said i'm going to say this don't worry be happy yes things have uh, i'm going to say this to the people who think um yeah. that things are only getting worse um, things are getting better in many ways and yeah. we should be very thankful and we should continue that effort. We should continue our effort to continue feeding, providing survival needs, clothing, helping. That is wonderful. And things are getting better. We can celebrate in this fact that we are at a place with our technology yeah. and our society that we can address a lot of these needs, but don't worry to those who think, um, 
who are worried that things aren't bad enough, <laughs> people aren't taking this serious enough, things are getting worse. Things are absolutely getting worse in their own particular ways too. And we talked about many yeah. of these things today. Um, and yes, we are, but I love going back to uh, Marlo, uh, the, the hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Yes, we are now being fed, we're now being taken care of, we're now uh, more so to, than we ever have in human history. But don't worry, things are getting bad. There is a monster to fight in this yeah. world. And it might not look like the monster yes. we fought in yesteryear. Yes. It might look completely different. This monster is probably going to be far less physical. Yes. He's going to be, it's going to be less um, uh, definable. Yes. Um, but it's one that's just as pernicious and is just as mean and angry and destructive. And it might not look like starving to death quite as much, but it might look like despair. It might look like yes. loneliness. It might look like uh, suicide. These things are going to be harder to measure, but don't worry, there is a monster that we as a people have to continue fighting. So yes, some things have gotten better. And yeah. also some things have gotten worse. And if you look at the hierarchy of needs, the things that have gotten better are easily uh, quantify, quantify. We can yeah. see. We can see how much we fed. We can see how many people are living. The things that are getting worse are harder to quantify. They're the things that take place inside of our hearts, inside of our our minds. The things that are about purpose and meaning and community um, and desire to live. And um, these things. So all I have to say is yes, things are getting better, and yes, things are getting worse. But the it's and it's not that there's no monsters anymore. Mm. It's that we have a new monster to fight. Yeah, we have to be aware of that. And yes there is still purpose in fighting that monster. You just have to know what monster you're fighting. Yes, that's excellent. I'll say that that's, and that's something that gives, that can give encouragement on both ends because you can be encouraged. The things that we've been doing, like the, the fight that we've had against the monsters in the world, it's been working. That's amazing. And that can encourage you. You don't have to despair that the work of, you know, inventors and priests and activists and things like that over many, that has been not working. It's been working. And so we can keep doing that. And we should celebrate and we should that. celebrate and that. And say, wow, things did get better here. Exactly. And celebrate that success. But also it's encouraging. That doesn't mean there isn't work for you to do. Yes. And that there is a monster for you to fight. And you, by being, a, by, by loving others and by doing the work that you're called to do, you can make the world still a better place. Yes. And that's, that's an exciting thing. Well, and not to uh, totally nerd out here, but the reality is if you look at the Avengers movie, <laughs> yes, they Go. fought new monsters every yes. time and every one of them had to be approached with a mm. different strategy because yep. they were different monsters. Because they were different monsters. And a lot of times what I see is people um, trying to fight an old monster who's dead when we have this brand new monster. Yeah. Um, uh, Ultron is gone. gone. <laughs> Thanos is here. And, and or, Thanos needs to be defeated. And so, yes, let's celebrate Ultron is dead, but now let's find the new way to fight. And, or they try to fight the last war, as the expression goes, which they try to fight the new monster with the old methods. And what's actually interesting, going to get off on the Marvel <laughs> thing for a little bit, yeah. it's interesting... Well, I think about WandaVision. Oh, yes. So we have- but Who doesn't think about WandaVision? So we have all these monsters, right? Yes. And they're these big alien monsters who are here to destroy the world and they defeated them. And then you have Wanda. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. And you have this, it's really interesting direction Marvel took, who was fighting a monster that's totally different and it's one inside herself. Exactly. One thing, and you, they they didn't, that was the thing is the next step is, step is and they did this with you know, Falcon Winter Soldier too, how do we deal with the broken heroes? Mm. And that's the thing is that's what we're trying to, we have to deal with right now as a society. We've actually figured out pretty well how to deal with villains. Now, how do we deal with broken heroes? Well, that's a great way to put it. I think the monsters of yesteryear were easier to fight. Yes. Because they were, um, out, they, we could all say, Murder is bad. <laughs> yes. War is bad. Starvation is bad. We can all, we all agree on that. Yeah, we can all agree. Um, but the hard part now is that the monster that we're fighting 
lives in all of us. Yeah. You are not part of you. I am part of all that lives. Yeah. And so to fight this monster, we're going to have to become more introspective and be brave enough to, to pull a little Jung here, to venture into our shadow self and actually, which is really uncomfortable. No yeah. one wants to imagine that we have a monster in us. No. But there is a monster in me, Nathan, that is loneliness, that is depression, that is isolation. And that's the monster that everyone I know around me is fighting. And it doesn't look like the monster of yesteryear, that's survival. It looks like a monster that says, you don't matter, that you don't have purpose, yeah. that uh, you don't have community, you're not loved. And that's the monster that lives in me, lives in all of us. And so to really face the monster of today, we have to, we have to do that for ourselves. And then also recognize that that monster is in other people and love them in ways yes. to help them fight that monster for themselves. Amen. All right. Well, that sounds what a what wow, that took a real fun turn. A very metaphorical. Yes, like exactly. It. Marvel and Young, Carl yeah, Young, <laughs> my inner artist and uh, exactly. Yes, I, uh, oh, very much. Yes. All right. So um, now we move on to blesses and curses of the week. Uh, uh, where again, if you have this is our first first episode, which we hope there are a lot of people going joining us for the first time. Prayers, hopes. Um, it's uh, we take a piece of art or literature or something that we love and we want to bless and bless it, recommend it to you, or curse and uh, want to say stay away from it. Um, so Nathan Clarkson, do you have any blesses and or curses? I have a couple blesses, and I don't know if I can think of a curse, but I'm sure you'll think of a couple for me. I, I'll do. I'll do my best. Okay, my one of my blesses will be the conversation slash debate. Mm, yes, you're telling me about this. Uh, Jordan Peterson and Zizek. Mm, yes. um, I can't remember his first name, um, but basically uh, this is a great way. It, it, it's about economics, a lot of things like that, but it really goes deeper in this. And these really, th these men are really for better or for worse, whether you like it or not, sorry, everyone, <laughs> are very much the leading thinkers of yeah. uh, this generation and our time. And they both come from opposite ends of uh, some perspective, uh, perspectives and spectrums, but they also agree on a lot as well, which is really interesting. But I think if you want to, uh, want to dive into some of the issues that are facing yeah. us and modernity and where they've come from. I think listening to these guys debate and talk about this is a really interesting place um, to go. And I know a lot of people hate both of them. Yes. And, um, but they're, I'm sorry, but they're both interesting guys no, they, they, uh, to, to, especially to, to see where a lot of, and for better or for worse, they're both very popular. Yeah. And so both of them are definitely summing up a what a lot of people feel. So you, it's easy to dis dismiss people you don't like, but I would encourage you not to and go in this debate and try to listen to what they're saying because they are the voice for many, many people yeah. who listen to them and they are articulating things that many, many people feel. Yeah. So that's I, great. Great. That's a great recommendation. So I definitely check. I definitely, that. definitely second that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to bless um, the giver. Oh, interesting. Because the I book or the movie? The book. Okay, I, I, I did not book. like the movie. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, now I'm, now I'm second guessing what I should have less wrinkled time. Um, oh, oh, that's a good one. Book or the movie? The book. I'll go ahead. The, the Giver's great. I'm yeah. going to bless that. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Wrinkle in Time um, uh, for, my, for my time because I think what Wrinkle in Time mm. does so well is it actually shows you a world where everything is technically taken care of, Ooh. but something is wrong. Oh, that's great. And something isn't right. So you you find yourself in this quote unquote utopia. Yes. I'm, not gonna, I'm not trying to give much away, I'm being vague, but uh, the maker to find themselves in this utopia where everything is ordered, everything is safe, everything yeah. is happening on time, how it's supposed to, everyone's fed. 
but there's something wrong. Yeah. And it's something that you can't, it's harder to articulate. Yeah. And I think that Madeline Langle does such a wonderful job of showing this intricate world where everything is, is as it should be. And it's still not as it should be. Yeah. Um, because of these missing elements that um, you'll have to uh, read the book to find out. So I love, um, so I love Wrinkle in Time uh, right when I was a kid. One of my one of my favorite classic books, and also The Giver. But I'll go ahead and hand it um, to you. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to bless two and curse two um, movies uh, today, and I'm going to bless uh, and um, bless and curse something that portrays the world and uh, and as really bad, and I'm going okay. to bless and curse um, movie that portrays the world as really oh, good. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So um, for for um, for blesses for my the world is horrible one, I'm going to bless um, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Because I really, again, I've brought this up before. I think it's artistically a beautifully well done movie. And it also does a great job of showing when the world is really bad, um, how, what virtues you get to see. Interesting. It's like that what remains, what remains when you, when everything is stripped away and, and the opportunities for heroism there and seeing what human beings are at their most basic is like, they, they need love. They need um, they 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 want you know safety and protection and they also want to be hero heroic mm. and 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 freedom and, and all those things. I think that that's you know oftentimes again that's what we want to see in ourselves is that kind of heroism and that love. And that's why we like those stories. It's interesting you just you just said that and I totally didn't put this together. There is a quote unquote in talking about hierarchy of needs. There's a need to be a hero. Yes, there is. There is a need to matter and fight against and win something. Yeah, come. That's interesting. Yeah, that's not even just like a, and that's part of our existential crisis right now. Yeah, exactly. How 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 can we be a hero? I mean, again, that's who are we fighting? I mean, it's, it's every like you know protagonist of a '90s movie. You know, like whether it's Flight Fight Club or Matrix, is like yes. in, or Incredibles. They're in an office and they do nothing. They're not a hero. And not here. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it too, sorry. Yeah, it's part of it. Turns out that he's fighting himself. Yeah. Oh, whoa, really good. Actually, I'm gonna actually do a blessed earth for Incredibles because that's the whole thing where it's the whole thing is about. He's a hero. He has no battles to fight anymore. Wow. And then how does he actually live with himself with that? And what he finds is that there actually is evil to fight. He just looks differently than he than he thought before. Interesting. And so that's what we need. That's the story we need right now for that. So I didn't intend to do that one, but I'm blessing the Incredibles, which makes me so hipster and avant-garde. But, <laughs> you know, but but that's think about that, that that's actually a part of a struggle of our modern age. Um, I'm also going to bless uh, Star Trek Wrath of Khan. <laughs> Okay. Enough, because I think of all the Star Trek, Star Trek is always was created by Gene Roddenberry as an ideal future that he mm. thought that with human reason we could actually achieve. And he, I think that he's wrong about that. I think he went overboard a little bit, but I think it does the best job of showing their actual them actually dealing with the tension themselves of like I still die, I still grow old. What does that mean? I still, I have old enemies. I have evil that exists in the world. What does that mean when you have a perfectible society when all okay. those things still exist? And how do you wrestle with the new technology that might make things better, but also has, you know, some uncomfortable implications. And I think that they come to a conclusion, the best conclusion possible of optimism in a world of trade-offs. Where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I still feel young, even in the face of the evils of life. And so I think if you want to have an optimism of perfectibility of utopia, that Star Trek Wrath of Khan is probably the best one you've got. Interesting, okay. So, okay, 
Except for my curses, I'm going to curse for my utopian. I'm going to curse Tomorrowland, which okay. again is super, super controversial to to hate on. Um, but it's I bet most people don't even remember this huge <laughs> this huge Disney movie. Yes. Oh, it was. We were insanely hyping this up. And the problem was it was a movie about Tomorrowland that featured almost no Tomorrowland. Um, That's what it was. Yeah. It was. A, and when they went to Tomorrowland, there was no world building. And the thing is, because we can't actually imagine a perfectible society. Because it's, you know, again, even in Star Trek, when they had perfectible society, it was out in space, you know, because the world we live in is a world of trade-offs. And they're trying to create a world that doesn't have trade-offs, you know, where it doesn't have problems. We can't imagine a world like that. So, and, and they tried to say that the reason for our anxiety is because of some magic thing that somebody is, you know, making us more depressed with, with magic. And it's like, okay, that's not actually treating the actual problems people have with the yeah. dignity that they actually treat. So it was, it try, it was, it was trying to be, soft, easy optimism, which is not how you deal with that. All right. Then finally, my curse is for dystopian, you know, like, oh, everything is horrible, is V for Vendetta. Okay. <laughs> because not only is it a movie that's about how we actually secretly live in a dystopian world where, where, <laughs> where, where you know, the government and religion and are controlling us. <clears throat> um, it's done in a very heavy-handed, messagey, um, you know, way that's, it's, it's, it's got less, it's more heavy handed and less poetry than an Ayn Rand novel. <laughs> um, that's just, you know, and it, it's, it's saying, it's telling people to go out and destroy the system in the world we have because it's all secretly evil, which is not the right way to deal with <laughs> the problems that we're facing right now. I do feel like a lot of people, a lot of the, so the solutions now to things aren't anything actually constructive. No, yeah. It's just get mad and and destroy things. And this was a part of the movement of encouraging that kind of activism mindset. Well, and even within the Christian culture, we have a big thing about deconstruction now. Oh yeah. Which is which is fine. There should be some things, things to are should be deconstructed. Absolutely. I have deconstructed many parts of my faith, but you don't tear down a building to leave it in the rubble. You build something up again. I feel like right now we have this philosophy of the best thing we can do is destroy things. I'm going, well, maybe there's some things that need to go, but when you have a beautiful old house, you don't just blow up the house. What you do is you restore it and you find the good things and you get rid of the bad things. Yeah. And so unfortunately we live in an age now where we, we feel we have to deconstruct everything, but we're not very good at reconstructing. No, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's hard you know, the things that exist now have are partly exist because they've existed for a long time. And it's hard to tear something down that's very old and then just in like a, a generation. Wow. Yeah, create that's something true. that's Good more call. lasting. So, you know. All right. Wait, wait, wait. I have, <laughs> I think I have a curse. Well, okay, and I, also while we're talking about this, Her was an interesting thing. Oh, yes. Came up the movie Her. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's an interesting thing because it's in this future society, utopia, yeah. um, in which everything is readily available uh, people everywhere and a man falls in love with his phone yeah because he's so desperate for love yeah even in a perfect utopian world so that was an interesting thing that that's, oh that's excellent that's a good point but also i do have a curse and it's not going to be deep or philosophical or interesting it doesn't have to be we've had a but, lot of deep and philosophical yeah, that's today <laughs> but i i played what was supposed to be the greatest game ever oh yes 2022 oh almost forgot Not 2022 uh, uh 2277 yes yes way in the future, so way in the future. <laughs> and 
it was uh, just horrendous. And oh, not no. necessarily for any philosophical views, it's just awful characters. Bad art. Bad art. It is a bad art. And I, I'm not even talking about the glitches and the terrible rollout that had. It just wasn't fun and it wasn't interesting. And my number one rule doesn't have to be the best graphics or the best writing or the best. Just don't bore me. Uh, and this supposedly amazing game that takes place in this you know, dystopian future was boring. How did you do that? Wow, so even Keanu really Reeves nice. couldn't save it. No, yeah, exactly. So his wow. was great, and that's about it. Wow, so all right, all right. So you know, the biggest sin, don't bore me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, thank you for being here, Nathan, as always. In my own apartment. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. We don't want to, like, you know, show them how the sausage yeah. is made. We have a professional studio apartment here. <laughs> we are in the studio. Yes, it's a it's a studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, oh, very cool. All right, so... Um, well then, any thing you want to plug or places people want well, to find you? Well, if you have any thoughts on this episode or any other episodes or want to get in touch with um, us or learn more about the Overthinkers, please head to theoverthinkersjournal.com. You can find out more about us and the show and what we're doing. And hopefully we'll have some live events uh, very soon. That's the that's the dream mm -hmm. um, once this pandemic comes to a full end and it's yep. safe. Um, also... We would love to have you join our Overthinkers group now that is 500 strong of our dedicated members. So cool. And we have, it's a private group on Facebook where we have daily discussions and memes and videos and articles. And it's just fun. It's yeah. fun. It's deep. It's interesting. And, you know, it's funny. And people don't hate each other on there, and which is great we, for the internet. We tried to foster a place that is welcoming to literally everyone coming from any kind of background. Yeah. We want you to have opinions. We want you to talk deeply and debate, yeah. but we also want you to do it in a way that's honoring to others. Yeah. And what this creates is just a really fun environment with a lot of people talking about a lot of interesting yeah. things. And, and a really people being open and vulnerable way. in ways yes. that are really wonderful as well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So please um, come on over to the Overthinkers private group on Facebook. We would love to have you. And uh, it also would help us so much if you enjoyed this podcast yes. or enjoyed any of the other ones or enjoyed us on this journey. Uh, please share with your friends and leave us a review. Reviews help so much. Um, so please leave us a review if you enjoyed this podcast. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website at nathanclarkson.me or find me on any of the socials or search my name, Nathan Clarkson. Joseph? You can find me on all the socials as well. Just search for Joseph Holmes or Holmes or Normal Guy. Sometimes I'm on there. And uh, yes, you can also find me on my website at josephholmesstudios.com. Well, thank you very much again for being here. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm -hmm.